Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Luke and Pete Show. It is Monday the 5th of October. How the jerry hell has this happened? We're heading towards Christmas, Luke. What's going on, mate? Yeah, for me, October is when you first start contemplating the prospect of Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, or just thinking about coats you're going to wear, reasons you're going to wear them, where you're going to wear them, maybe thinking about getting a new coat. Uh, actually, this is around about the time that I put my winter coat on, realise I've got a load of spare change and money from last year, and I feel a little bit flush. Do you know what I'm <laughs> thinking about? Yeah, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking about your love tonight, today, and always. You're in a really singing, singing mood. You started singing DJ Otzi at the start of the record before yeah. I kicked, um, begin. Um, All the yeah, classics. So you've gone from the sublime to the ridiculous, haven't you? Um, I was talking to you, wasn't I, about the um, Elvis impersonator that my great aunt had for her b- surprise birthday. <laughs> and we went yeah. the full gamut of Elvis experiences from him turning up as a surprise, looking amazing, to mm. him doing a second set of the night dressed in a fat suit and a jumpsuit to do the later Latter-day Elvis. Uh, and yeah. then the wearing a lay. Does he wear a lay at any point? Uh, wear a what? A lay. You know those like um, Hawaiian kind of. Um, oh, he didn't wear one of those. No, sadly not. No, no he didn't. Is that what this called? Yeah. I didn't know that's what they were called. Yeah. And yeah, um, it's, it's the joke like get laid. I'm gonna get laid. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> and the the piece de resistance, Pete, was me um, walking down the street after seeing him load all this stuff back in, into the back of his car wearing a tracksuit. So still with the haircut. Nice look. So, <laughs> On to the next job, I baby. Saw, I was watching, uh, I'm going to be recording some WrestleMania's later on, and I was watching a, uh, I think, WrestleMania 32. They did like a compendium of old WrestleManias. And obviously, Liberace was at a couple of uh, WrestleManias. And uh, there was a video clip How'd of him, him wearing... <laughs> you How did you spot him in the crowd? Saw... <laughs> <laughs> well, he, um, he's wearing this beautiful green velour tracksuit. And I was like, God, I want that fucking tracksuit. Did you know that Liberace managed to successfully sue two or three different newspapers uh, who outed him? And he said, I'm not actually gay. And it's like, Liberace, the most flamboyantly gay performer in the world. He managed to successfully sue three or four newspapers for saying he was gay (laughs) when he was clearly gay. Wonderful work. (laughs) I mean, amazing work. I think that's probably his, but he probably just sees it as his story to tell, though. Oh, no, look, I'm saying... Amazing work. I'm saying it's it's fantastic that he uh, had that story and was allowed to tell it in in his own way. Uh, and 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 I, I don't think he ever actually uh, came out, but but he um, managed to fucking go after this really horrible uh, kind of like uh, outy kind of press who were just looking to kind of you know it always describing as like this perfumed kind of yeah trying to muckrake um, I think, basically. I, th- I think yeah trying to muckrake saying that said he's gay. and and he successfully despite being the most flamboyant perform flamboyantly uh, gay performer. Uh, out there, he managed to um, successfully sue because he just uh, he wasn't ready to tell. It was his story, and what a fucking inspiration! Brilliant, mm. and he made a shitload of money. He coined the phrase "laughing all the way to the bank." He was the guy who coined that. Yeah, but that sounds like the sort of phrase that loads of people claim they invented. 
Well, apparently it was him. So I, I can only go off Wikipedia. What people wouldn't realise <laughs> about you, Pete, as well, they would be very, um, very used to listening to you and 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 you know, and consuming and experiencing your oeuvre and your output. Mm. But what they don't know yeah. is that you insist on performing in front of a grand piano, which you never open the lid of with a candelabra on top, <laughs> don't you? And you just speak into <laughs> the box. That's how yeah. you broadcast, isn't it? Yeah, well, I I, I sometimes uh, go down to Clavanova. I'll sort of g- drag that into the studio. Yeah. Um, if I'm interviewing someone for the first time, they're kind of confused about what's going to be taking place. Yeah, it's 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 important. I love it. I remember. I think I, t- I think I think it's. Oh, we should have more divas. <laughs> the divas aren't as good these days, are they? No, well, it got co-opted by underwhelming kind of um, pop stars, didn't it? Oh, I'm a real diva. It's, nah, nah. And, and and obviously, you know, it, it's tinged with a slightly kind of um, uh, um, uh, anti-female um, uh, kind of bias as well. So it, it, it it's kind of difficult, really. It's it's kind of a tainted term a little bit. And, and also um, those um, high-kicking uh, wrestling divas of the late 90s to mid-90s. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, there was a really, was a really good interview with... Um... Mariah Carey in the mm. in today's as as we record this Monday's Guardian with um, Hadley Freeman, and right. um, I, I didn't fully realise the, the the story that Mariah Carey's had, like the background she had and where she grew up and what she's become, and, mm. and she and, and in that interview she seems to really embrace the fact that she's a diva and that you know, and she she explains the kind of her journey behind why she's um, like she is now. I'm not I'm not I'm not excusing mm. her behaviour. I mean I don't really know her behaviour, but I know that she's known as one of the one of the last divas. And it reminded me of our friend Rick Edwards interviewing her. Have you seen that footage on T four? I don't think I have, no. So on when Rick presented T four, which for those listening from outside the UK back in the early noughties was the kind of youth part of Channel Four that used to go out on like a weekend mm. morning. I think Mariah Carey was on there um, plugging a latest single or album or whatever, mm. and Rick Edwards, who's he's a good he's a good interviewer, was interviewing her in this kind of um, nod to camera type way, like how crazy is this that I'm interviewing Mariah Carey, etc. And um, they just start having like a general conversation, and I think it's about all the lights in the studio, mm. and um, Rick says to her something throwaway like, you know, oh god, you bet you bet you're happy that you haven't got to pay our electricity bill, and she says what. And he says, you know, the electricity bill for all the lights. She says, what are you talking about? And basically, to cut a long story <laughs> short, it turns out she doesn't even know what her bill is. Because <laughs> I guess she's never happened. had to pay it. That's how you become bankrupt. I mean, I don't believe that for a second. For a sec that she's never paid an electricity bill because obviously she doesn't come from. She didn't come from money, did she? She she came from no. quite um, humble background, didn't she? But I, I do think maybe that, it's called um, something different. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Maybe it's called I think an electricity contract. I think the um, I think that as you can be a demon, you can be someone who is quite difficult. Um, as long as you treat the people around you fine, you can treat the system badly. I think that's completely You're talking about me, right? Because apart from the treating people around me, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't mind treating you badly because uh, you're a dreadful man. Now you're um... you're a bit of a diva, Donny. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, I think so because okay. you would probably say that I'm more of a diva than you, but I think you are much more prone to the meltdown than me. I'm just, I'm just yeah, but I'm, I'm melting. Mel- yeah, but I'm melting down. I'm, I'm very much like I'm melting down within. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't spray my magma on magma anywhere else. I, I'm, I'm loving the fact that I'm burning myself. Keep your you magma see. away from me. Keep, yeah. Uh, by mm. the way, to change the subject completely, I found something amazing um, the other day on Twitter, and mm. I completely forgot to talk about it last week. Um, I th- but I'm going to talk about it now. And I don't know if you're aware of this. I was, I had absolutely no idea about this. I'd never really considered it before. Um, and mm. I'll be disappointed if you already know about it, but I'm going to talk to you about it anyway. And I'm pretty sure a load of our listeners won't know about it. That Have you heard the story about the euro uh, currency banknotes? 
No. no so I basically, haven't. when they were when they were designing the euro currency, obviously they had to actually design the coins and the notes and everything, right? Mm. And and it's not something you necessarily really considered, right? Um, and but they had to do it. And and what they wanted to do is they wanted to have some kind of graphic or picture on there, I guess, for artistic purposes, but also for um, for um, anti um, fraud, fraud purposes, I suppose, for, for counterfeiting mm. reasons. And so they yeah. designed every single. If you go and look, if you've got a euro uh, note to hand, every single note, banknote from the euro, has got a bridge on it. It's a different bridge each time, right? Mm. One thing you wouldn't realize is that um, every single note has a, a bridge design on it that is a fictional bridge. Oh, because what, they, the bridges don't exist. Because they didn't want to have to choose between countries and put people's notes at, no, noses out of joint and have like a diplomatic incident or whatever. So they right. invented the bridges, right? Then what happened was a small town in, in the Netherlands claimed every single one of them by building the bridges as they're designed on the banknotes over the canal going through their town. Yeah, okay, good. That That's nice. That and, is nice. And the town is called Spikenissa, I think it's pronounced. Spikenissa. And you can check it out. And if you look at their canal going through their town, they've got all the bridges on there. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like a mad, <laughs> what a mad story, like, you know. Uh, well, it's like really small versions of the bridges. Like, they look identical to the ones on the banknotes. Yeah, just over like a regulation-sized canal, yeah. I mean, what is a regulation-sized nice. canal? I don't know how big can canals get. Thirty paces <laughs> and the height I've been of spending a, a lot a shire horse. <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time in 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 Hertfordshire and um and uh, and obviously there's a lot a lot of canals up, up that sort of way towards um, Birmingham and obviously London's one way and Birmingham's the other. Um, but over, over the weekend it was absolutely chucking it down. So a lot of them sort of burst their banks a little bit and you know, there was a little bit of water uh, around the, around the sides. So it was actually quite treacherous. Um. You know, yeah. uh, you know my friend Alex. I do. Uh, Alex Gonzala. He, uh, he is. You don't a normally man name him who... like that. Do I not? Okay, his name's Alex Gonzala, and he is a nightmare. Of being a meme. <laughs> he is terrified. He's the man who's terrified of being a meme. He, um, he's he's very low effort. Um, yeah. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He and that's wants, you saying uh, that. And that's me saying that. Yeah, but I'm I'm very much a, a fixer when it comes to planning holidays and little weekends away and stuff. Yeah. He has none of that. He hates all that bollocks. He he just wants to drink near his house. Um, and if he has to come into town, he's annoyed. And bearing in mind, I live in like I lived in town. You know what I mean? So I lived in the centre of London. So that's where all of the bars were. It doesn't make any sense anyway. Um, I, I sort of got. Let's let's go up up uh, half a Joe. We'll, we'll have we'll have a drink up there. It'd be brilliant. So dragged him and another mate up, and uh, <laughs> shit, you not right. It was the Saturday, and it was absolutely chucking it down. You, you know, over the weekend, it's yeah. I, I'm I'm surprised there's still water in the goddamn air. It's insane how much water came down over the weekend, and you know, obviously a lot of, lot of flooding took place and stuff. But not only was there flooding, not only was there obviously the, this draconian uh, 10 p.m. Uh, pub closing time, so he was very upset about that. When we actually got to sit down outside to one of the pubs, the barman came over and went, I'm sorry, lads, unless you've got a booking inside, I can't let you uh, sit down uh, for, for, for drinks um, because uh, there is a gypsy funeral in, in Hemel and um, w- all of the bars are closing uh, to outside business um, because uh, in right. the past... 
uh, gypsies have descended on on the on the on the pubs and and and, and obviously you know like a, a boozy wedding or a boozy funeral or a boozy wake can sometimes turn a little bit spicy. Um, and yeah, we 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 just don't want you know they have been known to smash the windows before. Um, they saw and you dressed really like remember... you probably were and thought you were part of the con <laughs> the, the, the funeral procession. <laughs> my little suit. Um, yeah, it just really made me laugh that the rain was coming. The, 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 the so what did Alex do? Did you get, did get oh, he got furious. Of, oh, he got furious. Yeah, he got furious. Case and a bus license. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it just made me laugh at the uh, that the uh, gypsy community um, prevented my friend from drinking. Can you even <laughs> say gypsy anymore? Uh, you can say gypsy. Yeah, I, I, I think you can't. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, you can say. Gypsy I thought it was supposed to be the traveling the, community now, but I might even. Yeah, the traveling community, but I think. But I think the uh, I think yeah, but I think they're they're known as the Romani gypsies or or from other places, aren't they? I think they're still good. And what you can't say is what um, uh, a current um, six music presenter said about ten years ago on XFM: uh, the P word and yeah. uh, the the the, the travelling um, uh, community, um, uh, the organisation that represents their rights. Very hot. On, uh, oh, yeah. on 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 talking about that, it's just like um, as you would yeah, be, very 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 strange. So yeah. listen, did you get Actually, pissed you... or not? <laughs> I did get pissed. I did get pissed. I did indeed get that's pissed. What so everything's... That's what people want to know. That's what people want to know. So yeah, that that was my weekend, uh, avoiding rain and uh, not being able to drink because uh, uh, there was a there was a funeral happening. Why can't you just sit at home <laughs> drinking in Campari on your own like you used to? I know. Well, I don't have a bottle. Of, I, when I when I uh, when I finished that bottle of Campari, I I vowed that would be my last bottle of Campari. Oh really? Yeah. I I think it's too sweet. Um, <laughs> I'm a man with in, with impending uh, with impending blood pressure problems. I just think I should steer clear of the more sugary uh, side of, 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 By the of way, the alcohol. Uh, speaking of that, and you're a great person to ask about this. So recently, and I mean, I mean, psychologically to me, it's been since I've turned forty. But it can't just be that. I don't mm. think that's how your body works. That it just tick, <laughs> just ticks a box, and all of a sudden things start happening. Um, I've started to get like quite bad, um, like. Um, Acid and, and and gas when I've been eating, you must have. Had that. Oh, what's, right. your, what's your what's your what's your um diagnosis, Doctor Donaldson, and what would you prescribe? I would uh, would have prescribed Zantac, uh, which is a, an excellent strong antacid. But, is that an opiate? Uh, <laughs> no, it's not an opiate. It's just, fucking, <laughs> just, it's just some kind of really tightly packed um uh antacid but uh yeah it was good but then uh they 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 fucked it by um ranitidine the the active component they couldn't um supply it anymore because they couldn't uh, guarantee the supply chain didn't have cancer causing uh um uh, aspects to it so um now we can't have we can't have nice things we can't have nice zantac uh, i've had to go back to the the old uh the old remigels what the, are they uh, like Remigels don't exist anymore. They were they were like chewy, not chalky. Do you remember in the nineties? Yeah, I thought like, were, it was like no, an okay, it was yeah, an antacid, yeah. but it was like it was chewy. Um, so yeah, you just got to go with your gavascon. I'm afraid Is it it's all good very gavascon? basic. Yeah, um, I've also got another one that I bought in Italy a couple of weeks ago. Um, I learnt the word antiacidio, antias. Antiacidio, no, yeah. antiacidio, yeah, which I think is antacid in 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 Italian. Um, said it three times. Checked, double checked that I was saying it correctly. Said it three times. No one could understand a word I was saying, and they just gave me. A, a, finally, figured out what was by me rubbing my stomach and going, "Oh, um, yeah." They finally figured out what I was talking about. So um, clearly, I wasn't saying it properly. Very upset. My friend Tommy, <laughs> um, we've been on quite a few trips together because, like, our friends will get married overseas, or we'll just go on like a week <laughs> away or whatever. And um, he is he's very allergic to nuts, and so he has to take with him a right. little laminated piece of paper. 
with the translation mm. of I'm allergic to nuts in the local language. And he kind of flashes oh, it out of right, his okay. wallet like it's a credit card or something. Like he's a member of um, a, 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 a police force. Yeah. But the Don't thing give is, me nuts. I remember when we were in Turkey together, when we were in Turkey together, he uh, flashed it and the, and the waiter kind of just kept asking him in Turkish what type of nuts, I suppose. And he just, he just had nothing in his locker. He couldn't, he couldn't say anything else. And so mm. it wasn't specifically just any type of nut. It was just all nuts. And um, right. I just, I just thought, I just felt like I would be, if that were me, I would be nervous about that because he's been around my house before and I've served up a curry, which they said was nut free and it wasn't. And he's had mm. to go, he had to go to bed and stay at my house and be sick in my toilet and all sorts. And I felt bad about it. Um, yeah, but you bloody did nearly killing your friend. Obviously. Yeah. I told him I boycotted that curry house for giving us wrong information. I haven't. Yeah, but, uh, you haven't. You nah. went straight back the next yeah, day. Yeah, straight there. Uh, it's the best one in the, the area. Nuttiest... What do you want me to do? Give me the, um... <laughs> Give me the nuttiest curry. Give me the yeah. nuttiest karma you got. But I would, I would be really, I would be really paranoid everywhere I went if that was me. Because you come out your comfort zone, and you, and you oh and mate, you, like you, friend, yeah, you've friends protested stuff that you know those... is all right. But like out out of that comfort zone, mm. you're going to be, you could be in real trouble, right? I had a mate who would like be really kind of on it with a waiter. Got listen. Are you definitely sure there's no nuts? Are you definitely sure because she's mm. been served it like a couple of times, yeah. and and her throat's gone open and she's just been absolutely ruined by it. Like it's so fraught with danger, and and it's interesting. Certainly with the peanut allergies, they don't really know why it's a a relatively new thing. They they reckon that it might have something to do with um, babies getting washed or something. I, I think we did we speak about right. this on the show a couple of weeks ago. Like it, it's something to do with, like um, washing babies uh, daily or, or every two days. It's quite a recent phenomenon uh, when it comes to um, children. Yeah, I up. heard. But, but there, yeah. there's mm, there's really no like proper studies that, that have kind of figured out what, the, what why it's quite a modern phenomenon. But it fucking kills people, man. It's horribly dangerous. Yeah, so so I, I I don't know specifically to nuts, but I certainly have read that one of the theories around the increase in allergies around things like asthma and mm. hay fever and different bits and pieces are to is to do with the fact that. I mean, it's a th- it's a theory. I'm not suggesting this is the case. I don't know enough about it, but I've I've certainly read that it's because children are a lot more protected these days. They don't go out and do stuff. They don't. Mm. And, uh, but that, that to me feels a bit like a, on their um, phones. Yeah, like an Just old person. Not living, not living in the moment. They're on yeah. their phones playing. Oy, you can uh, download this moment right now with your eyes and ears, you motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, Peter, uh, we, on that note, should we um, should we mm. take a quick break and come back and do some emails because we got some crackers today? Let's do it, baby. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. 
Join me, Melissa Reddy, and listen to my brand new podcast, Between the Lines. I'll be speaking to the biggest names in football about the captivating, behind-the-scenes stories fans want to hear. From major talking points to untold anecdotes, you'll hear from some of football's leading stars as well as those working in the shadows. In our first episode, I spoke to former Spurs manager Maurizio Pochettino about that Amazon documentary. We feel responsible because it was uh, very difficult to say yes to open the door to Amazon. Only we watch with Jesus the 25 minutes first because it was until we uh, left the club. And on our latest episode, I investigate how prevalent and damaging social media abuse is in football. And I was like taking all this negativity onto myself and I did, I kind of lost myself and my personality because I knew everything that was going on around it. And it's not until I actually got to a stage where I thought, I can't take this anymore. It is becoming too much for me that I spoke out about it. Craving football insight? Well, look no further. Listen to Between the Lines with me, Melissa Reddy, via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. This was a Stakhanov production. It's the second half of the Luke and Pete Show, Monday edition, gold edition, Nintendo seal of quality. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, Luke, we got some emails from the people who uh, deemed us worthy enough to email. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com if you want to get involved. I'm going to kick things off with Andrew Jones. Hello, Andrew Jones. Uh, on last week's episode, 28th of September or the 1st of September, uh, sorry, 1st of October, you talked about de- dogs sniffing out COVID. In true looking Pete short of madness, science don't believe uh, shit you read. I give you the woman who smells if people have Alzheimer's. Uh, this mm. woman said her husband smelt and he denied it for years and years. Sadly, he des- uh, developed Parkinson's and his smell got worse. Then his uh, wife visited a Parkinson's conference after his unfortunate death and it hit her. She had an obscure genetic mutation that meant her nasal senses could pick off the smell of Parkinson's. Keep with the good work. Brexit slash eye surgery correspondent Andy. Uh, P.S. Mum and Dad are on the COVID vaccine no, trial. Parkinson's. Which one is it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, well, he's kind of changed, hasn't he? Yeah. Is it? I it's... thought Parkinson's was a, was a branch of. Uh, of I, yeah. I believe she can, so. She can. This woman can smell. Sorry, she can smell both Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and cancers as well. Right, Incredible. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I mean, is that Joy Milne, her or name not? is. Well, it's on the it's on blog dot the forward slash joy hyphen smell. So, look, if you can't <laughs> believe that URL, what can you believe? Fake news. Donald Trump would believe it. Um, mm. That's interesting, isn't it? Imagine if you could, what, what would mm. you choose to smell if, it, if you could smell anything that wasn't a smell? Ooh, um, wyres. <laughs> Probably wyres. It'd be really useful to smell wyres um, in the wall. But that's rubbish. You'd get a little LCD thing for that. You just press a button. Would you not want to smell li- lying or something? Smell lying. <laughs> I'd be smelling it all the time. It'd be like living in fucking, I don't know, like a horrible, dirty city all the time. before you left you the house. I know. Lying to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do right, myself in. I'd be gutted. Do you remember an email from back in the day, and not that long ago, maybe a month or two ago, hmm. from a guy who would like to be known as just T, simply T. Um, T. He, he is the guy who you said had, in quotes, a dildo daddy because he found a quite large <laughs> sex toy in his dad's yes. bedside table. Do you remember that? I do remember that and I enjoyed it immensely. Well, he's emailed with a follow-up. Um, 
Ooh. He says, hello, Luke and Pete. It's T here again. You may remember me from a previous dildo-infused episode. I am the anonymous emailer that was very confused to find a huge sexual assistant in my previously single dad's drawer. <laughs> sexual uh, assistant. I know, that's, that makes it sound weird. Um, first, I would like to apologize as I've let you down. After breaking down my email, Luke set me the task of somehow confronting my dad about his hefty mate, mm. but I just couldn't do yep. it. If you knew my dad and his reserved, shy, and well-mannered demeanor, you would know that this is just far too awkward to even consider. However, you will be happy to hear that there has definitely been a considerable second wave of his private nickname, Dildo Daddy. My original intention was to never reveal to anyone that the story had been released to the masses, but just as in the original telling, curiosity got the best of me, and I once again brought a friend in on it, because clearly Luke's advice of never do that had fallen on deaf ears. <laughs> Before I knew it, everyone at my local cricket club was once again reminded of the story, and I have had Dildo Daddy roared at me in Pete's accent more times than I can bear. On the bright <laughs> side, though, my friends did tune in to listen to Pete sharing my story, and they liked what they heard. By my calculations, yeah. you have gained around 10 subscribers, so I'm happy I can do my bit. On a similar note to my failed task, I would just like to put a question out to yourselves and the listeners. What are the most awkward conversations people have had with parents or family members? I know if I ever have to have this conversation with Double D, don't call him, don't call your own dad that. Uh, D. It, it will certainly jump straight to the top of my list. Thanks, Luke and Pete. Keep up the great work uh, with the show and the rest of the amazing Stakhanov podcasts. T. Oh, I like that um, one dildo has begat another, another. <laughs> and yeah. created a, a double-ended dildo of listenership, I think. <laughs> Listen, I would say, I would say, in terms of currency exchange, mm. us getting ten subscribers is more than worth a man's relationship with his own father breaking down beyond repair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I completely agree with you there. Uh, yeah. What What are we here for, if not to ruin people's lives? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's, he he brought the story to us. We didn't go fishing for the story. No, no, yeah. it was just there. It was just there. Yeah. How, how, <laughs> uh, speaking of parents, how are your parents doing, Pete? Good, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what my dad's been up to. Uh, he sends me a lot of pictures from quite early in the morning of um, snails out. Uh, nice. He's also discovered um, face app, uh, you know, like where you, you can make your face fat yeah. uh, and stuff. So he's been sending me a lot of pictures of him looking a little bit like um, a big fat Santa. There was something else that was quite surprising, but now I've, I've completely forgotten uh, what, what it is, to be honest. But yeah, he's he's just as mad as usual, really. Just as mad as usual. Uh, what what kind of weather have they been having up in Hartlepool? Is it under lockdown at the moment? Um, yes, I believe it is, yeah. I mean, they didn't really do anything in, in, in the first place, to be fair. But they, yeah, they're, uh, they're, uh, <laughs> they just never really went anywhere anyway. But it's, of course, now they're in lockdown. They're very, they're very upset that they can't go out. It's like, you never went out anywhere. <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't you once buy them a holiday to Iceland and they refused to go? Yep. Yep, they refused yeah. to go, yeah. So, um, if anything, like well, lockdown's obviously. really nothing. There's no change to them, really. <laughs> no, no, no. Awful. Right. We got an email from Alec Lodge in Essex. Um, I've read his full name out. I'm hoping that I'm not going to have to. <laughs> you always do that. Really because always bloody happens, isn't it? Uh, carry on. I just need that hook of the name. Uh, carry on from Sniffer Dog, Dog Chat on Thursday. I thought I'd share this fairly interesting story. I work for a large international shipping company, a company one of the big names. I wouldn't even know what a big name was. Is it Smursk or Mersk? Are they a Cargill, big shipping company? that's a big one. Cargill. Cargill, is it? Yeah. Arthur Cargill. Um, <laughs> and I used to work in the warehouse sorting parcels of all sorts from all over the world. So exciting. So exciting. They must have handled so much heroin. Um, I've Not since even moved over to be a lorry driver for the same company. I know. Um, we would occasionally see customers come in with sniffer dogs, which is also quite always quite interesting. 
One particular day, we were told that they were coming in with the dog to sniff out counterfeit DVDs. Clearly, the uh, dog had no idea whether they counterfeit, but they could sniff out the discs. I was working in the area this where they were using the dog. Mad. And it, yeah, and I saw it signal quite a few boxes to its handler, uh, which the custom guys opened, and every single one had CDs or DVDs in it. Not sure if they're dodgy, but it was very fascinating. I guess dogs can be trained to sniff out anything that has a unique scent. Uh, that's the thing. The thing that gets me is, uh, Alec... Um, the, the, nowadays, dogs have some dogs have been trained to sniff out little um, SD cards, little camera cards, right? Now they must smell exactly the same as every other plastic slash metal bit of electronics out there. I can understand like magnetic tapes. I can probably understand CDs or DVDs. They've got a very specific scent, haven't they? They're they're plastic or or, or yeah. some kind of vinyl really kind of kind of, of surface. Yeah, I don't know what how they can find. Uh, you know, they go to a drug dealer's house, and obviously, you know, the drug dealers need some kind of data to keep hold of their uh, their information. So, and sniffer dogs have been used to, you know, go into cavity walls and find um, SD cards filled with data and information. It's it's an an amazing, well, why an are they amazing going after discipline. That? Go after the drugs. I go after the drugs. Yeah, just, we brought the wrong dog. All right, find the SD cards. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon that's how they do it? They get a different dog off the shelf. For a different product. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're only trained on one thing, aren't you? A very specific thing as well. So, obviously, we had the, the, the dogs of COVID, unleash the dogs of COVID. And, uh, yeah. They, they I feel like it's do, gone um, too far. Cards. It has, yeah. We're getting too reliant I mean... on these dogs now. Because the thing is, I understand <laughs> that they can sniff out drugs, right? That's that's straightforward to me. I understand mm, that they can right. sniff out or, or find people in distress up on a mountain or whatever or in a burning yeah. building. Uh, and they mm. give them their little things to put on their paws so they don't burn their paws, which is amazing. And they're amazing. Mm. But I feel yeah. like I'll be in danger of becoming new, too reliant on them. You know, is it going to get to the point where we're going to want to make dinner, but we have to get a dog in to sniff out where we've kept the food so we can get it? <laughs> I mean, I don't understand how they can sniff something that's so inanimate. Like, could they, could, could in theory, and if people out there know about this, get in touch. Um, could you, in theory, train them to sniff out anything if you use something as a template? So, for example, I get a piece of uh, kitchen roll and I say, smell mm. that, and then go mm. and find it. They Could they find that? Could they find yeah, anything simple I, as that even? I think they could, but that's the thing. The variation between materials between one kitchen roll brand to the next would mean that they probably would find it very difficult. But I think the that's the, that's the weird thing about SD cards I can't understand. Because obviously there are different companies, you know, all over China and yeah. Taiwan and, and, and Korea yeah. making these cards. And like, like, why do SD cards smell similar to other brands of SD cards? Because presumably there'll be different different manufacturing pro processes, or maybe there just isn't. There's just one place making those plastic cases, and that's what they can smell. I'm, yeah, I'm and if you're listening, I'm and you're listening out there, and you want to smuggle an SD card or two, um, do what I would do in that situation to evade the sniffer mm. dogs, and just simply yep. drag them through a flowing river before you travel with them, <laughs> which will put is the dog right? off the scent. That's what they do in is that, movies, is that isn't really... it? Go for the river. What? The dog won't catch you if you go for a river. It can't take your oh, scent. It can't right, okay, follow yeah, your yeah. scent through a river. It so if you're getting chased by a load of bloodhounds, perhaps, Pete, yeah. you as a member of the working classes have accidentally stumbled upon an aristocratic estate. And they mm, sent the bloodhounds yeah. on you, and you're yeah, completely in, in, in this in this in this story that I've got in my mind here. You're completely naked, and you're mm, you're in yeah. tears. Yeah, run through run through I've a had, river. I've had a day of it. I've had <laughs> yeah, run I've through had a river and get up a tree. I've had a day with an aristocrat. Yeah, well, I just throw <laughs> I just throw a memory card at them, and then would just be you look like a little northern the, golem. Yeah, leave a trail of um, <laughs> leave a trail of SD cards wherever you go. SD cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They wouldn't know what's hit them, would they? This is like uh, when I got you to eat that um, Nintendo Switch cartridge and you were just disgusted by the whole thing. 
Yeah, I was. Do you know what? It's a, it's a testament to how little I know about technology, and I know I've got a reputation <laughs> in our company for being so bad with technology. But it's a testament to how little I know. Is that the reason I didn't want to lick that cartridge to start with? Is because I thought I was going to get an electric shock. <laughs> oh no! Even though it's not terrible. really got a battery or any power source in it, has it? <laughs> terrible business. So there we go. That's terrible business. There we go. All right then. Um, that's been the Monday show. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Thursday morning at 5 a.m. Zero hours, 5 a.m. Uh, that's when we're going to be back. What if something goes wrong? Oh, it'll be seven. fine. Nothing's going to go wrong. All right, SS7. Give us two hours for this. <laughs> All right, thanks very much for listening. Yeah. We'll be back on Thursday, as Pete says. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is the email address. We're at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter. Give us a little review if you like the show. Uh, and tell your pals about it. For example, one man listening to this show today has sacrificed a relationship with his own father to get 10 subscribers <laughs> to this show. That is yes. the kind of attitude we need. We're back on Thursday. We'll see you then. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. 